Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. conference is ready to begin. Thank you all for joining us this morning. Before I turn the call over, I need to advise that certain statements made during this call today may contain forward-looking information and actual results could differ from the conclusions or projections in that forward-looking information, which include, but are not limited to, statements with respect to the estimation of mineral reserves and resources, the timing and amount of estimated future production, cost of production, capital expenditures, future metal prices, and the cost and timing of the development of new projects. For a complete discussion of the risks, uncertainties, and factors which may lead to actual financial results and performance being different from the estimates contained in the forward-looking statements, please refer to Yamana's press release issued yesterday announcing fourth quarter 2021 results, as well as the management's discussion and analysis for the same period and other regulatory filings in Canada and the United States. I would like to remind everyone that this conference call is being recorded and will be available for replay today at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Replay information and the presentation slides accompanying this conference call and webcast are available on Yamana's website at yamana.com. I will now turn the call over to Mr. Daniel Racine, President and CEO. Thank you, Operator. Thank you all for join, uh, joining us today. Presenting with me today is Jason, Le, Jason LeBlanc, our Senior VP Finance and Chief Financial Officer. Other members of our team will also be available to answer the question during the Q&A portion of the call. I will start, as always, with health, safety, and sustainable development. The health and safety of our employees are always come first, always come first, and despite our excellent track records, This is something we are always trying to improve. Our total recordable injury rate was 0.73 for 2021. And I would like to thank all our employees for remaining focused and committed to our safety values during the past year. As noted before, since the beginning of the pandemic, we have taken quick action to limit the impact of COVID-19 on our operation and the communities in which we operate and we are continuing to effectively manage COVID-19. We have put in place a number of measures across the company to minimize the spread of COVID-19. Notably, we are happy to report that more than 99% of the company's employees and contractors have received at least one dose of COVID-19 vaccine, and more than 94% have received two doses. 2021 also marks the completion of the second year's of three years implementation of the Mining Association of Canada's Towards Sustainable Development, Sustainable Mining Program and the World Gold Council's Responsible Gold Mining Principles. We achieved some notable milestone and recognition in 2021, as you can see on the slide. I'm particularly proud of the fundamental work surrounding our updated climate action, action strategy which underpins our commitment to a low-carbon future and set us on on the path towards greenhouse gas abatement target 
consistent with a 1.5 degree Celsius temperature scenario. We are on track to produce approximately 85% of our gold equivalent ounces with renewable energy by the end of 2022. Yamana has a long history of prioritizing the health and safety of its people, sustainable development, and environmental protection wherever it operates. Turning now to the 2021 highlight, we delivered strong operational results across the board and exceeded our 2021 production guidance for both gold and gold equivalent ounces. As guided, the fourth quarter was particularly strong with production from the company's five operating mines, achieving an all-time record with Canadian Malartic, Jacobina, Cerro Moro, and El Pinon posting standout quarters. We were able to deliver this increased production at lower costs with total cost of sale, cash costs, and all-in sustaining costs all lower year over year. This strong operational performance is expected to continue into the future, as you can see from our guidance shown on this slide, which I will come back to in more detail in just one moment. Not only are we delivering results today, but we are also setting the stage to, for meaningful growth in the coming years. During the, years, the year, we announced a positive development decision at the Wasamac project continue to advance the Odyssey both on time and on budget, and recently received the necessary permit at Jacobina to ramp up production as we advance. The phase two expansion that would allow this mine to reach 230,000 ounces per year. We are also continuing to advance the plan expansion study and e-pleach metallurgical lab testing at Cerro Moro and progressing the MARA feasibility study and permitting process. These actions position us to be able to deliver, on a, to deliver on a number of upcoming catalysts, which we believe will deliver significant value to our shareholders. And finally, we replace depletion of mineral reserves, highlighting the sustainability and longevity of our portfolio, which I will explore in more depth over the next couple of slides. Focusing on our mineral reserve, we continued on our track record of mineral reserve replacement. We replaced gold mineral reserve at each of our, our wholly owned operation and by 130% of depletion on a consolidated basis. This continues our strong track record of mineral reserve growth, which we expect to continue into the future. At Canadian Malartic, underground mineral resources at Odyssey continue to grow as a result of ongoing exploration drilling. Ongoing infill drilling program continues to increase the inventory of indicated mineral resources to support the planned conversion of mineral resources to mineral reserves. Expansion of the mineral resource envelope on all directions added new inferred mineral resources to the inventory with a high potential for future conversion and inclusion in the mine plan. Jacobina had another year of mineral reserve and mineral growth, resource growth. Gold mineral reserve had grown by 55% or more than a million ounces net of depletion over the past four years. Notably, Cerro Moro successfully replaced depletion of mineral reserve on a GEO basis, largely as a result of the extension of high-grade veins at the main ore bodies of Zoe, Martina, and Natty, which remain open at depth. 
This extends the mine life of Cerro Moro, and we expect this to be an ongoing trend of mineral reserve and mineral resource growth, similar to mineral reserve replacement cycle established at the company more major operation. At Alpinion, we achieve a fourth quarter year and a fourth consecutive year of adding mineral reserves in excess of depletion. Mineral reserves added in 2021 were higher grade and increased the average gold and silver mineral reserve grade by 3%. This extends the mine life at Alpinion yet again and the new resources provide an inventory for future mineral reserve development. At Minera Florida, drilling in key production sector, most notably Don Leopoldo and Fantasma, continue to expand mineralization along strike and down dip, and targets remain open in both directions, underscoring upside potential. Finally, at Wazamac, we added 143,000 gold ounces to mineral reserves. Through the optimization of the mining method and mine design following an in-depth geotechnical analysis. The growing mineral reserve and mineral resources base support our vision to have a production platform of 200,000 ounces per year with an all-in sustaining cost below $850 per ounces over a mine life of at least 15 years. Turning now to our broader resource base, Yamana has attempted to differentiate itself over the last several years by replacing depletion of mineral reserves and growing its resource base for future conversion. The result of which is that when we look at over several years, there has been a very significant increase in reserves and resources. Over the past five years, total gold equivalent mineral reserve and mineral resources at the five operating mines have increased by 32%, net of the 4.6 million gold equivalent ounces produced by the operation over that period. This brownfield exploration success extends the lives of the existing operation and presents opportunities for growth within the portfolio. As a result, the company is able to add future through the drill bit, add future to the drill bit at a low cost per ounces with low risk and, min and with minimal disturbance to the environment. With the addition of Wazamac, the mineral reserve and mineral resources growth rate increased to 45% over five years. Wazamac is already showing great exploration potential, and we believe once in production, it will be able to replicate the mineral reserve and mineral resources replacement cycle demonstrated at the company's operating mines. Looking at just our only own operation and Wazamac, we increased geo mineral reserve by over 4% this year. Our track record of mineral reserve replacement is made more impressive by the inclusion of Canadian Molartic, which, given the nature of the open pit operation, we do not expect to replace its depletion. Excluding Canadian Molartic, the company has successfully delivered a 15% net increase in geo mineral reserve at its wholly owned operation since 2017. With the inclusion of Wazamac, this net increase grows to 55%. With a significant and growing mineral resource base at the Odyssey project, our trend of mineral reserve growth should accelerate as we continue to deliver, to deliver on our track record at wholly owned operation 
and start converting mineral resources into mineral reserve at Odyssey. Maintaining a sustainable production profile and replacing mineral reserve depletion requires a strong mineral resource growth program. Notably, we have been able to achieve growth in our mineral reserve base without depleting mineral resources. In fact, last year we grew measured and indicated mineral resources at our only own operation in Canadian Arctic by a combined 15% without depleting inferred mineral resources, which were up marginally year over year. The significant mineral resources base at the only own operation in Canadian Arctic provides a pipeline for continuing the increasing mineral reserve trend over the past five years. Our company-wide reserve and resource show significant scale and underpin our production guidance, which I will talk, walk through in more detail now. We expect to maintain production of 1 million ounces gold-equivalent gold ounces in 2022, but deliver a near growth in both 2023 and 2024. This 3% and 6% growth exceed the guidance provided last year and the previous plan on which that guidance was based. And this improvement reflects the resource and reserve growth already discussed and the continuous optimization of our operation. Due to stabilized mine development and sequencing for 2022, we expect a steadier production level, level quarter over quarter instead of that much stronger waiting to the second half of the year we saw in 2021 and prior years. However, the first quarter is expected to be the lowest production quarter of the year, in part because of the Jacobina Phase II ramp-up to higher throughput during the year, the year. We see cash costs not exceeding 725 per GEO this year, with an all-in sustaining cost not exceeding 1,080 per GEO which is aligned with the 3% net increase at our only own operation we guided in January. Our costs are expected to trend lower post-2022 as increasing production, particularly at Jacobina, is expected to drive down costs and improve overall margin and cash flows. There is a mind-by-mind -mind guidance information showed on the next slide and in the guidance outlook section of the MDNA for your reference. While I won't spend too much time on all the numbers on this slide, I do want to comment on the positive production trend we see over the near term. Overall production growth of 6% is driven in large part by an increase of 18% at Jacobina. And this is also our lowest cost mine. The changing production mix will also have a favorable impact on our cost profile and cash flow generating regeneration moving forward. We are also expecting production at Canadian Malartic to increase past 2022 with a corresponding improvement in cost as the strip ratio normalized as the open pit transition from Malartic to the Barnett pit. Last year, last year, the company introduced its long-term 10-year production outlook to demonstrate the confidence it has in, in the sustainability of its production platform the long mine life and overall values of its asset. While we expect to update this formal outlook every other year, we plan on providing an indication as to what we expect based on the interim exploration, mineral resources conversion, and asset evaluations. 
Based on the work done to date, we expect to increase our sustainable baseline annual production at the current operation to a million and fifty GO per year beginning in 2025. This growth in the sustainable production platform is supported by our existing asset base and is not dependent on any further exploration success. We also believe that our original growth outlook to 1.2 million GO is conservative and will have a significant production upside at our operating mines and at the Wasamac project. Preliminary evaluation have identified a number of opportunities for further growth, including the potential for a phase four expansion at Jacobina, the potential plant expansion and e bleach project at Cerro Moro, the addition of the new South Deep Discovery into the mine plant at El Pinon, and the possible addition of a second shaft and further production from upper or bodies accessed by the ramp at Odyssey. At Wazamac, there remained the potential for higher production level from Wildcat, Wildcat South, and the highly prospective Franqueur, Anfield, and Lac Fortune properties. Assuming all of these identify opportunities are advanced, the company production potential could reach up to 1.5 million GO within the 10 years outlook horizon and meaningfully extend that production profile beyond the 10-year time frame. We also have other development projects and strategic assets with the potential to drive significant long-term production upside towards the end of the current decade, decade and beyond such as Mara and others that can also create strategic value creation for the company. Before I pass it to Jason to go over, over our fourth quarter financial performance, I will briefly touch upon some operational highlights for the, the quarter. Overall, as guided, production was weighted towards the second half of the year, with record fourth quarter's production significantly exceeding the previously provided guidance, with exceptional results across our core portfolio. Fourth quarter gold production marked the highest all-time total production from Yamana's mine. Silver production was underpinned by both El Peñon and Cerro Moro, which recorded their highest quarterly silver production total of the year. Fourth quarter total cost of sale, cash costs, and all-in sustaining costs per GO were the lowest quarter quarterly costs of the year. For the year, total cost of sale, cash costs, and all-in sustaining costs per GO were all lower year over year. Turning to the individual drivers of our performance, Canadian Motorotic delivered a strong quarter and it continued to benefit from higher grade ore and recoveries as it transitioned from the Motorotic pit to the Barnett pit. Production for their year exceeded annual guidance. We also continue to advance underground development and recently completed the concrete pour for the head frame. Shaft sinking is expected to commence, commence later this year. Jacobina had an exceptional quarter and delivered record production driven by Tons Mine. Production in 2021 increased for the eight consecutive years and also beat annual guidance. This positive trend should continue as we recently received the necessary permits to increase throughput for our phase expansion strategy as well as the spectacular exploration success discussed earlier. 
Cerro Moro continued to benefit from access to additional mining faces, which supported the increase in mill feed coming from higher-grade underground ore and stable throughput. Fourth quarter production was the strongest of the year. At Cerro Moro, we also completed metallurgical lab testing and are continuing to explore scalable plant and heap leaching oxide opportunities. Our pathway to growth depends on the result of the test work, and we plan on advancing the selected expansion option to a profitability study level by early 2023. El Pinon had its strongest production quarter of the year as operations enter high-grade zone at La Paloma and Pampa Compamento mining sectors. Annual production also exceeded guidance. Notably successful exploration efforts has delivered a new discovery zone known as South Deep. With exploration success, the objective of El Pinon is to utilize the excess plant capacity and increase production. Lastly, Minera Florida delivered an annual production that was largely in line with previously provided guidance range despite a short-lived labor action impacting approximately three weeks of production in December. The plant depolitanaking studies advancing to increase throughput. In Q4, the impact and social environment assessment for the expansion was submitted. With the expected permitting timelines, the mine could begin operating at 100,000 tons per month level in 2025. I will now turn it to Jason to comment on our financial performance. Thank you, Daniel, and good morning, everyone. Turning to our fourth quarter uh, financial performance, the strong production results helped revenue reach $503.8 million during the quarter, a 9% increase compared to the same period last year. Gross margins, excluding DDNA, rose 10% to $323.8 million from the year earlier period. And earnings during the quarter were $109.7 million, or 11 cents per share, compared with $103 million, or 11 cents a year earlier. On an adjusted basis, earnings were also 11 cents and similar to last year. We continue to generate robust cash flows and cash flows from operating activities before and after working capital of 14% and 25% growth respectively compared to last quarter. We also generated great free cash flow before dividends and debt repayment during the quarter, which increased 47% from the third quarter. After an increase in cash balances, excluding MARA, of about $68 million during the quarter, we ended the year with cash and equivalents of approximately $308 million and also held about $217 million for use at the MARA project. The strong change in cash was after purchasing a further 3.4 million shares during Q4 under our normal course issuer bid. Taking a look at capital spending guidance for 2022, our sustaining and expiration spending remains similar to 21, but expansionary capital has increased to $197 million as planned and attributable to Odyssey at Canadian Malarctic. The increased construction activity at Odyssey this year is attributable to the surface and infrastructure work on the pace plant, maintenance shop, and various other service buildings, power line, and the shaft sinking, as Daniel mentioned, starting in Q4. Underground spending primarily on lateral development is also increasing as well from last year. The overall exploration budget is up slightly. But one of the focuses of our spending this year is a significantly higher budget at Jacobina, given their large and prospective land holdings and track record of growing reserves and resources. So we've doubled Jacobina's budget to $15 million to 
continue to increase and upgrade the reserve and resource base at the mine, but also a larger dedicated budget to unlock the district potential and identify new targets. In addition, there is a specific $3 million budget at Jacobina Norte this year, also approximately doubled, to build on the ground program from last year that identified large new areas of mineralized reefs to follow up for this year. Our exploration budget also allocates $18 million to Cerro Moro, underscoring our commitment to the exploration potential there on the operation and our ability to expand the mineral resources at this operation and extend mine life. Continuing on the trend we established this year, but also to position for the expansion opportunities we're developing there. The other program of note is $20 million at El Tenon, with a meaningful focus on the new South Deep area that we're very excited about. And with that, I'll hand back to Daniel. Thanks, Jason. During the quarter, we continued to demonstrate our operational strength and advanced several strategic initiatives, including fundamental work on our stra climate strategy, permitting for the phased expansion at Jacobina and demonstrated ongoing exploration success across the portfolio. We also plan on conducting several investor events over the course of 2022, including an investor day in early April, in addition to two separate in-person mine tours. During the second quarter of 2022, the company will conduct a, conduct a mine tour featuring Canadian Malartic and the Undersea project, as well as the company's Wasamac project. During the fourth quarter of 2022, the company will host a mine tour of El Pinon and Minera Florida. We will announce a further notice with additional details ahead of each event. And last but not least, I would like to thank each and every one of our employees for their hard work and commitment in 2021. And this new year's that has started. We count on you to continue mining responsibly and profitably. This dedication has allowed Yamana to demonstrate operational strength and deliver strong cash flow generation, which together with our exploration success position us well to deliver on our next stage of growth. And with that, I will turn it back over to the operator for questions. Operator. Thank you, Mr. Asim. We will now take questions from the telephone lines. If you have a question and you're using a speakerphone, please lift your handset before making your selection. If you have a question, please press star 1 on your device's keypad. You may cancel your question at any time by pressing star 2. Please press star 1 at this time if you have a question. There will be a brief pause while the participants register for questions. Thank you for your patience. The first question is from Ralph Perfidi with 8 Capital. Please go ahead. Hey, uh, good morning. Uh, thanks for the uh, Q&A session, Daniel. Um, my, my first question, and, and I know it's early days, but there's discussion about uh, a second shaft at Canadian Malartic. Just wondering, what's going to be driving that decision? Should we think about that in the context of sort of scale-up uh, of the entire operation, or is it more, you know, exploration and resource-driven, things like, you know, East Goulding and Rand Malartic? Help us put that in context, please. Uh, good morning, Ralph. You you touch it on the, your last point. It's basically based on really good success on exploration so far as we, you know, we extended now the zone more than a kilometer east of the existing uh, known resources and reserve at uh, resources at uh, at East Goldie. So, you know, it's only 
a strategic decision that will come later. Right now, the focus is really to advance the development underground, uh, drilling from underground, and then you know start the production uh, on the on Odyssey South uh, next year. But as this thing grown, you know, with over 15 million ounces of resources right now, we have to to think about what's what's next at uh, at Canadian Arctic. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yes, understood. Okay, um... And as a follow-up, sort of the broader question on this long-term target of, of 1.5 uh, million GEO, you know, Daniel, how realistic is that? Um, you know, you talked about advancing all the opportunities. Should we think about that in terms of, like, this is the plan, um, or should we, you know, obviously have some sort of, you know, consideration for competition of capital within Yemena's, you know, project analysis and help us put that in context? Well, I can tell you we have a plan that shows that number. Uh, Ralph, we're working on this now for over two years. You know, we're releasing a 10-year outlook that it's conservative when we talk about 1.2. But you know that uh, phase four expansion at uh, at uh, at uh, Jacobina is real. It exists, you know, with the growth reserve. If, uh, you know, uh, we're successful, like we think we will be at, at El Pinon, grade will get up, and then we have new zones to mine. We're very confident in Cerro Moro. We had great success at Cerro Moro last year in exploration, and it continues as we're getting the result of drilling of last, late last year and early this year. So, and, and then the expansion of uh, of Ninera, Florida. You know, all the mines we think we can do better. Even even Wazamac, what probably changed by the time by what we're speaking now. By the time the mine is in production, you know, we're gonna uh, put a lot of efforts on on drilling. So. We have a plan that shows that we can reach that with the existing uh, mine, including Wazamac. Thanks, Daniel. That's very helpful. I mean, these things look like high-impact, you know, low-risk, high-IRR type of bolt-on projects. So interesting yes. how this develops. Yes. It's always our target that, you know, uh, Jacobina is a good example. We have basically spent just – we're going to spend just over $20 million with Phase 1, Phase 2 – and phase three now we're seeing a small amount, so very high return project, big growth for a small amount of capital investment, and the project we're studying at at Moro are the same, you know, to to increase production but very low capital, and as you know, El Pinon any tons doesn't cost any money because the mill capacity is already there. So we're looking at these high project, and this is what globally our team is evaluating each year which project we should we should run first. Uh, with I return. Thanks, Dana. This is very helpful. Thank you. The next question is from Jackie Presbelowski with BMO Capital Markets. Please go ahead. Thanks very much for taking my question. Uh, I guess I just want to ask conceptually about the um, investor day or analyst day that you've got coming up. Uh, it seems like you're, you're planning to focus that on, on the longer term uh, projects and production. Uh, so, why didn't you update your 10-year guidance? I mean, it just sort of seems inconsistent to me. Um, 
do you have new information to report at the end of this day or are you saving that for 2023 guidance? Thanks. So on the, on the end of this day, on, on, uh, on April 5th, it will be still our also. Sorry, Daniel, I'm having trouble hearing you. Sorry. Is it better now? Thank, yeah, 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 thank you. Okay, good morning, Jackie. Yeah, our, our target on the April 5th is to show what we released today. You see, we're gonna update that 10-year that outlook on each second year. So the new update will come in 2023. But like I was saying this morning and made it clear, if we have something new coming, like, you know, last year our guidance was a million ounces for the next three years. Now we increase it by 30,000 ounces uh, next year and then another 30,000 ounces in 2024. So that's a big, a big increase for us. And if there's changes in that plan, uh, we're gonna we we want to talk about it. So yes, the the April will show the potential for the future and talk about the project I, I spoke earlier. So, so basically, it's it's more information about the plan that you've uh, put out last night. Is that is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and and my second question is on Mara. I know you've got the feasibility study that's coming up uh, sometime this year by year end. Um, what what are what are your thoughts? What is Yamana's view on what uh, happens next year or, or going forward with Mara? I mean, what, what could we expect to see sort of in 2023 or 2024 on that project? Thanks. Well, our plans have not changed, but I'll let her Ardo answer what's what's coming from Mara. Good morning, Jackie. Um, yes, our focus this year is to finish the feasibility study and advance the year A. Sorry, Gerardo, I'm having trouble hearing you too, sorry. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> Sorry, is, thank you. Is it better now? I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I was saying the plan for 2022, as we said, is, is to complete the feasibility study, get the results by the end of the year, and, and also file the EIA also late in the later part of the year. Uh, and then the, the main focus will be on the permitting, uh, trying to achieve that in 2023. And then, uh, depending on how that goes, and we have an expectation on timeline, but then we'll continue to advance engineering. Um, the, even though the project is well advanced in terms of the plant, obviously it's, it's built. There are other things that we, we think we can do and continue to optimize. So they, they will expect to have a, a parallel track better of engineering and early works in preparation. Um, but uh, you, you also have noted that we have said that depending on, 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 on other factors, we, we will evaluate uh, where we stand more strategically regarding the project. And, and that time when we get um, the, the submittal of the DIA, and, and that will drive also other decisions. Right, terrific. Thank you very much. That's, that's all my questions. Thank you. Thank you. The next question is from Fahad Tariq with Credit Suisse. Please go ahead. Hi. Good morning. Thanks for taking my two questions. Um, just first on the long-term outlook, um, can you delineate between how much of the growth to 1.5 million ounces comes from Wasimac versus all the other operating mines? Oh, uh, to go to 1.5, good morning first. Uh, To go to 1.5, first we have to go to the 1.2 to 1.25 now actually with the increase of 50,000 ounces. I said Wasimac is going to be 200,000 ounces out of this for now. But like I mentioned, we have, uh, with success and exploration at Wasamac, we're studying what will be Wasamac in the future. And then some of it, some of the, the uh, 3,000 ounces more, 300,000 ounces more, 
some of it can come from Wazamak. But at this point, it's it's conceptual. I, I don't want to give uh, detail, but we see clearly that we can reach that target. Okay, that, that's helpful. Um, and then just taking a step back philosophically, I mean, looking at the portfolio, it looks like you can have a very capital light growth profile uh, with the existing mines with Wasimac. Is there any uh, appetite to still look at the generative exploration program or anywhere else to think about a, a new build? Is that even part of the 10-year discussion anymore? It is. It is. Uh, uh, like Jason mentioned, we have increased our budget at uh, Jacobina. It's not for nothing. We continue to to go towards what we call Jacobina Norte. Eventually, we'll change that name for another name. But that's one of the big prospects we have for another mine. We have La Ravea in, in Brazil also uh, that uh, we think can be a part of that increase. You know, that uh, extra 250 to 300,000 ounces can come from that project within the, the 10 years guide uh, outlook. So, yes, uh, the generative exploration uh, project we still think will generate one mine. Uh, but we're going to be more focused. You're going to see this year we won't spend on seven or eight projects like we did before. It will be more focused on, on two or three projects. And then, for sure, Jacobina is one of these projects. Okay, that's clear. And I'm just going to squeeze one more. Minera, Florida, um, the labor action that happened in January, can you just give us an update on where things stand now? Uh, it was uh, it was that also production restarted in the third week of January and then the full week uh, full uh, February so far it's it, it's back to full operation so uh, we lost three weeks in December and three weeks in uh, in January and, and the negotiations the underlying negotiation negotiation went 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 well so there's no uh, there's no problem we we both uh, reached an agreement that was uh, was good for both parties for three years so. Uh, we won't talk about uh, about uh, Minera Florida for the next three years. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Daniel. That's it for me. Thank you. The next question is from Mike Jalinen with Bank of America. Please go ahead. Oh, good morning. <clears throat> good morning, Dan and Jason. Uh, Dan, I had a question uh, going to the uh, second shaft. I know it's conceptual at this point. It's named Arctic. Would that be kind of uh, aimed towards the non-royalty ground where the mineralization goes on to it, where we brand the artist? And I have a second question after that. It, it, it's very conceptual, like we mentioned. Uh, it's going to be on the east, further east to the actual, uh, the actual Odyssey uh, project uh, towards RAND. I'm not sure it will be on the RAND ground or it will be on the Canadian Malartic uh, ground yet like as we said it's conceptual but as we see resources increases and as we're going to drill it more now from underground and also from continue on on surface we will see in the future what's the best position the actual uh, odyssey shaft when we first thought about it was in a different location and with time we we decided to, to put it it all depends where the you know the center distribution of the ore body will be we we usually try to put it in the middle of the uh, the zone, so you know we can go on each side to to mine. So the final location is is not decided as we we continue to expand towards the east. Okay, and then moving to El Peñol, I notice from 2021 production to 24 silver production up 39%, uh, almost five million ounces in 24, whereas gold production is flat. So is El Peñol running into higher silver grades, and is that sustainable past 24? Uh, thanks. Yeah, one. 
Oh, Henry. Um, certainly, the the zones at uh, Pignon, it's a matter of scheduling. There certainly are zones with higher grade silver, and uh, it's really just a, a scheduling issue there. Um, so they'll they'll see that increase as they go into zones that have that slightly higher silver to gold ratio. We have okay. zone uh, we have zone Mike that are a lot richer in 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 silver uh, at at Alpinion. It all depends on sequencing, like uh, like Henry mentioned. Okay, well, look forward to the trip uh, later this year. Thanks. Good luck. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Once again, please press star 1 on your device's keypad if you have a question. The next question is from John Tumasos with John Tumasos Very Independent Research. Please go ahead. Thank you. Um, how are you thinking about the strategy with the Mara project in Argentina? These days, lots of places in the world look a lot less good, like you know, West Africa, Ukraine, Chile's constitution. Argentina is a little rough, but uh, probably it's not going to get any worse. And gold and copper prices look great too. But John, look, uh, we've, we're mining in uh, in Argentina now. That's our 12 year starting this year, so we know the country quite well. Uh, you know, with the Guacamayo mine in the past, with the uh, the project we we have there with the Cerro Moro mine. So, what's our thinking? Our thinking, I think. Or other explained it quite well before. Our plan now is to complete the feasibility study with our partners. You know, uh, complete the EIA uh, by the end of this year. Also, then then permitting process, and then continue to advance the uh, the project. And then we'll see what what happen in the in the future. Our goal with Mara is to continue. You know, to create value for our shareholder. If the best option is to 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 build it, it. So be it. If the best option is to sell part of it or 100% of it, we'll see. But we're not there now. We are really focused on the on the uh, the feasibility study and the uh, the permitting process. KBMC, Danielle, um, today the gold price is so wonderful at 1900, but many of the small cap gold stocks only go down. You know, maybe the Bitcoin is the big competitor or something. <laughs> Uh, do you think you have enough management time to make another acquisition like Monarch or Mega Precious Metals? These little companies, they're almost free in the stock market. Look, John, our, our strategy is quite clear. We have five great operations that we, we see a lot of uh, potential to, to get to higher production. We have Wazamak that will be... Uh, our new mine coming on stream, we think internally with our generative exploration program, uh, we'll have another mine. But we have to keep our eyes open. Look, the Wazamak project came to us uh, last year. We look at it. We decided to buy it. So opportunities like that, we, we're going to keep our eyes open. That's our job as management, and we do it to look at opportunities, you know, in the Americas. We we won't go in other jurisdiction like we mentioned, but across the Americas, from from southern Argentina to northern Canada, we're we're looking at opportunities all the time. And then, if one can fit our strategy and our goal, then we can we will we will look at it. But right now, we're really focused on you know the expansion at Jacobina, 
delivering on the Odyssey project, the construction, and all the other projects like Marwa I mentioned, and then the growth internally. I own a few shares. I'm very happy. Thank you. Thank you. There are no further questions registered at this time, so I will now turn the meeting back over to Mr. Racine. Thank you, Operator. So thank you all for joining us uh, today. We look forward to sharing our first quarter result in the spring, but before that, for sure, the Investor Day in, uh, in April. Uh, please take care and be safe. Bye for now. Thank you. The conference has now ended. Please disconnect your lines at this time, and we thank you for your participation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.